Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, Kevin keeps the burglars away, living makes the shower just right, and keep the slights on your stairs at night. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for the KickCast, the podcast where we go out and find projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am the boring half of the show, KT Data, and joining me is a man who like I just I love... Um, and he actually is living his college dreams right now. We won't tell you what, but he's living his college dreams. The one and only Drew Tyler. How you doing today, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. That's one of my favorite jokes. I am living the college dream. I'm surrounded by women. Uh, yeah. They're all, they're all of my own making, but they are women yeah. and they are, well, they're little girls. They're all, and they're I all, t- they, they, well, to, 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 you know, to tell people they have more talent in like their pinky than I do have in, have in my whole entire body. I'm jealous. Like. To be part of the They're Tyler amazing. clan, just I, I guess it just spews creativity and awesomeness that I, I like cannot achieve in my whole life. So I wish, yeah. I wish. Well, thank you for saying I, that. That was hilarious. You kicked in this week with I'm the boring half of the show because oh, I am. No, I'm not cool. Drew's like educating minds, changing worlds, pu- submitting films to film festivals, and what am I doing? I'm just sitting here on Twitch talking about how much I hate new Skype. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> That's an important part of our ecosystem, man. That's a huge deal. You've got to, you've got to stand for it. Fight the good fight. Yeah. All right. So if it's your first time watching the show, first of all, welcome. This is, I'm looking at it. We are at 129 episodes. This is officially the longest podcast I, I have done. Like, I, I think we, we've even beat out Kita now in terms of episodes, um, wow. which is nuts. So um, before we get into our project tonight, we have two bits of news. This one is actually a interesting one, um, and I'm not so surprised the more I thought about it. So, um, Drew, do you kind of remember generosity.com, which was, uh, which, which, so that was Indiegogo's kind of their fundraising one where you could do it for life events or disasters and kind of stuff. It used to start out as Indiegogo life. Then they transitioned it into generosity.com. Um, now they've actually announced that they are, um, creating an exclusive partnership with youcaring.com. So it, that may be familiar because youcaring competes against GoFundMe in the terms of kind of those charitable marketplaces. So what's happening right. is youcaring is actually taking over all of generosity.com. So you'll all the projects on Indiegogo, they'll still be going around, around until the end of the year. Right? It's 2018 now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2018. Um, but what's going to happen now is if you go to Indiegogo and want to make a uh, kind of a help me raise money for school or help me for this operation and stuff, it's actually going to take you to youcaring.com and allow you to use the tools that they have to set up your campaign. And the same works for vice versa. So if somebody goes to youcaring.com and say, hey, I have this great technology piece that I want to use, um, they'll say, hey, go go visit our buddies over there at Indiegogo. Um, so sure. from now on, generosity.com is going to be um, referenced as you caring for any kind of um, entrepreneurial create um, funding. Um, what's more interesting about this is I, I I was the reason why I mentioned that I wasn't too surprised about it actually switching like this because Indiegogo has made it a huge push that they want to be kind of that product slash gadget electronics type crowdfunding site. If you want the new gadgets and stuff, you don't go to Kickstarter. You go to them because they can help you from design to fulfillment, and they have all the partners. They have all the tools. They you know, have all the kind of physical aspects that you have. Um, 
And now doing this, it allows them to focus a lot more on doing that than kind of helping to do all the other stuff because doing those personal fundraisers are, you know, they require their own set of tools and Indiegogo has become less and less um, specialized to help do that. So by giving it to YouCaring, that's all they do. And what's interesting about YouCaring is they don't take platform fees. They are funded entirely based on how much you want to donate to them. So it's kind of like Humble Bundle when you go buy the bundle right. and you can pick who gets what. You can you know you can chip them a couple bucks or chip them zero dollars, which is that that's super interesting. So what what do you think about this kind of Indiegogo divesting, but you know still trying to help out the market type thing going on? Right, right. No, I think I think that it gives you carrying this kind of uh, valid backing that puts them in that kind of in the visual eye, kind of like everybody goes GoFundMe now and Facebook's trying to do something similar with donations. But but in a charitable crowdfunding way, I think this is a great way to funnel those projects as they come in and give them, again, the platform they need to exercise, you know, exercise the right way. So I think this is fantastic. Yeah, and apparently the chat room is making fun of my inability to speak English. It's youcaring.com, not Karen. Caring. It's either my Utah accent or my Asian accent or just my inability to speak the, any language that's not KT data. Chat room, so, yeah. you got to give him a break. <laughs> this is this is all he has. In his life. Like, let him be. Let him be. Uh, okay, so and then so this next one, I I I actually like this. So Kickstarter and Indiegogo, all these crowdfundings have started to grow, along with finding really cool ideas and stuff. We've we've run into that issue where people are getting scammed or they're not delivering. So um, I found this article on digitaltrends.com, trends.com, and they have created a cool acronym on what you should on what you should analyze so you can figure out if you should back a project or not. The funny thing is as I was going through this, we do it all the time when we when, when we prep for the show. So their acronym that they are doing is called uh, CRACK, C-R-A-C-K, and I like to do crack before you back. Um, and what's what's? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I like it. I like so, it. So this is how you can back projects a smart way. So the article breaks it down. So the first C is consider the complexity. So they're talking about the more complex the project, the more likely something's going to go wrong or it might not fund. I mean, if you're going to make this cool like bottle opener, keychain bottle opener, you really only need a CAD file and somebody who knows how to work with aluminum, right? And you're pretty much going to be good to go with that. Whereas you compare it to um, their example is a talking robot that's going to play fetch with your dog. That is magnitudes difference in terms of um, difficulty. So there's they might run into other issues. So that's one thing you want to do. Number two is one thing that I think a lot of people don't do, and we've always recommended it. The R in crack is say research the creators. So you want to look at the the creators, see what they've done. Have they backed other pro- or have they made other projects? Usually projects who are coming around for the second, third time around, you can trust them a little bit more because they've gone through the gauntlet, they know what they're doing, and they're just coming back for something else um, in terms of iteration. Or if they've say like you know they want to make a privacy tool, you look have they published any re- you know information on like a paper or something about privacy and what they can do to protect. Uh, I'm not saying stalk them, but you know, copy and paste their name. Yeah. Copy and paste their name into Google and see if something comes up, you know, a LinkedIn profile or a Facebook page, something that you can see like, okay, yeah, you know, he's been working on that for a while. Um, Not not a lot of people do that step. And and I don't know if it just doesn't phase them or if they just 
put too much faith into the into the platform of of you know crowdfunding platforms. But it's an important thing to do a little due diligence and figure out what's the track record. Have they done this before? And if they haven't done it before, do I still like you were saying? Like, do they have the power to do it? Can they make it? Do it, can they do the right thing? So I absolutely agree. Yeah. So I, I always like that. And then so the next one is analyze your background. So what you want to do is so you've kind of looked at the background of the back of people or the you know their personal background if they they are experts in this like I mean you're not going to have me have you offer a cooking device unless somebody else is helping me cuz we all know how terrible I am in the kitchen um so you analyze the background so again you're looking to see if they've done other projects or if it's even financially sound you know we've I mean Drew we've seen some crazy things like download your mind into the internet and stuff you know it's like you just want to check those things uh because sometimes it's you know it, it may may raise a couple flags um and then so that's the a and then the second c that you get in the letter is to check the comments this is another part that uh, yeah. uh, i've gotten better and better at doing is you go to the comments and you'd be surprised how often you're going to see somebody who actually is familiar in the field asking questions um, and even just to see if the, you know, the project backer is responsive to questions. Cause that's, if they don't, that's, okay. that's a little worrisome that sure they threw up the project, but they've just stuck their head in a hole somewhere, not looking to be receptive. Cause that community that you get is always important. And one of the things that I think Kickstarter likes to promote a lot is you get a community with your project so having being able you to do. check the comments is really important to see. That's that's kind of the main way you're communicating with each other. Um, and the last one, I think, Drew, you and I probably actually suck on this, um, is keep an eye on it. <laughs> so after the project is. is funded, you keep an eye because I know for a fact you and I are owed a wall plug charging kit, and neither <laughs> of us have emailed them. And they've actually no. launched version two. I know they launched version two because I've seen the emails of them. And I'm pretty sure if we email them, they'd send it to us. But you and I must have oh. missed an email somewhere to throw in an no. email address. Uh, I went in it. there this week. I went in there this week to check on that project. And it is up to like 21,000 comments of people, even like in the last couple of days, saying, where the heck is my stuff? Like, they are livid. Like the entire community is up in arms because they did not deliver. Wow. And so we're not the only ones. I thought wow. I got left behind. Yeah, I thought I, I got left behind too because I, I saw people got theirs delivered. I'm like, oh, I, did I miss send, sending in my address or something? Somebody got it delivered. They must have been on like a special list of like five people because the majority of those comments are, where is my stuff? <laughs> it's, it's surprising. You're saying that they've started another they, round of it. They, huh? they they have another one, and they do like weekly updates and stuff. So that's why I'm surprised about it. So I don't know, but yeah, it's so shady. Right? But, I mean, what you can't deliver to the first round of people that's three years old? Like, no. Yeah, I mean, like I have other projects that are outstanding, but I knew that they were going to get delivered in 2018, like two video games, and I actually ran through this analysis. Like, I I knew it was complex. I researched the creators. One of the creators, um, so it's one of the creators was the guy who invented Castlevania, and what he's doing is building another Castlevania. So, <laughs> you know, I I felt confident because he made Castlevania, and now he's making another one. Same for the other one was Drew. You remember during 
E3 when they announced the Shenmue 3 Kickstarter and I backed it on air. Yep. That was the original guy who made Shenmue 1 and 2. So I'm confident they're going to get that, looked at the backgrounds. Um, and I've been keeping an eye on both of those. So I'm excited for those to actually deliver. I'm kind of sad that um, I decided to get it for PC instead of the Switch now. Cause uh, <laughs> aw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah just, and I know that Jane's waiting for this uh, thermal thaw that still hasn't delivered that we covered ages ago, but they still keep posting backups or posts, so we know they're still working on it. So that's always that's always another good one. So I actually like this acronym, uh, and I you know I like how you can remember it is to crack before you back. You know, consider okay, complexity, cool. research creators, analyze the backgrounds, check the comments, and keep an eye on it. Um, I try to do this every single time we go through a project that we've picked to determine if it works or not. So, yeah. All right. So we're on to our quick, our, we have our kick shout. So these are Twitter length shout outs. Um, this one is from fr- friend of the show. He's actually been on an episode before and he is on, uh, our, one of our sister podcasts, the double burst podcast. So Alex, um, has created complete Craftworks. And it's a Dice Masters storage box. So if you play Dice Masters and you haven't been listening to Double Burst, first of all, go subscribe to that. And you're looking for a way to store stuff, uh, store your sets in a kind of a beautiful way that you can stick all of them in one spot because a lot of people stick them in bags, those monsters. Um, (laughs) You can actually get this. (laughs) Um, Just search for Complete Craftworks on Kickstarter and you can go find out all the details there and help a host from a sister show. I, I can't believe that we're shilling our own our own stuff here. Next uh, time I have a project, we better show it on this show. Yeah, and it's, sh- sh- <laughs> sh- sh- should should we uh, you know just totally like send Alex through the the, the crack? So consider complexity. It's a box. <laughs> he's he's had it's, a box with he's, a latch. it's a wood box, and he's had, you know he yeah, has it. Routering. Yeah, research creator. <laughs> he plays dice masters. I I will personally vouch for you that he plays dice masters. Maybe. So he must know what he needs. Okay, okay. Good, so, good. And he analyzes background. He plays Dice Masters. He's been researching this for a while. Um, check the comments. There's no comments yet. So maybe somebody should go write comments on it, and we'll keep an eye on it too. <laughs> so he did. He did do one update. He didn't update. Yeah, he, he did an upgrade on the first day. Um, so that you know, that's I, I think it passes the crack test. So if you're looking for that. Well, he's got a nice portfolio, some galleries of prototypes and things. I think it looks like a fantastic thing. I feel like it's pretty spread out, but that's just the visual like layout. Yeah. Really long. But yeah. shout out, get out if you play with dice. I only play dice when I'm like in Vegas. I don't do this. I'm gonna teach you dice masters one day, my friend, and we're gonna get you hooked. You give me two red dice with white <laughs> dots. Seven Eleven coming out, yo. <laughs> Oh man, you'd never cease to amaze. You know how to gamble more than I do, by the way. Like I don't know how to gamble at all, so it's just great. All right, so that was our kick shouts. If you ever have a project you want us to mention or anything, just shoot us an email or send us a tweet at kickcast at ktdata at drew or at night twenty, um, or kickcast at ktdata dot net, and we will make sure to mention it on the show. All right, I bet you the chat room is going to hate our first project just because of the name. I this one, and I didn't have it. <laughs> find it so everyone's gonna hate this just because of the name so our first um uh first first project of the night is called kevin by uh me tippy <laughs> and if you guys don't know the kate the kate the k and kt is kevin so 
no, you're not backing a project to where I go live in your house and, and pretend like somebody's living there while you're away. But it is they, they call hey, Karen. <laughs> they they call it your virtual roommate against burglars. So it's a little device that you have in your house. It hooks up to your Wi-Fi system. And it actually can detect when you leave your house, and it's supposed. And what it does is it actually simulates like somebody is living or is in the house um, when you're away. Because they did the research and they found out that most burglars they don't attempt to rob houses if there's even a chance of any kind of confrontation. They want the easy pickings. They don't want to, you know, increase the risk. They want those empty dark houses. And, you know, we've seen other solutions where lights turn on and, um, you know, you know, you can schedule all that kind of stuff. Um, this one kind of brings it all together. So it's, it's supposed to simulate it. And the way it does it is it tell it, um, you know, shows off, you know, blinks your lights. It can even simulate a TV. It has audio so it can actually play noise. So it sounds like you're running the washer to the dryer and stuff in the background. Um, so when you look at it from the outside, it looks like somebody's in there. Therefore, reducing your chances of getting robbed because they don't want to go to. Why go to that one when the one next door looks like there's no lights or anything on at all? Um, and what's great about it is a lot of these things that I've I've looked through in the past. It, it's complicated to set up. So what they they're pledging to do is they want to make sure that the setup takes five minutes or less, um, and then just produce that thing. And they 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 call them grandma proof buttons. So there's buttons on them that you can actually press, and anybody can get set off. But it still can detect that when you're away. And since it's hooked to Wi-Fi, um, you can use your phone to actually change all the stuff when you're away too. So you don't have to, you know, rely on the programming for it. So um, and they're going to base the behaviors on location. So the U.S. and Europe, they're going to behave a little bit differently. So that way they can't tell, and they're going to and they're going to try to make it random too. So it's not on a schedule because that's a problem with like some of the programmable lights and stuff. Is six o'clock they automatically turn on? That's easy, you know. If you just you know spy, look stake out the house for a couple of days, you can start picking up those patterns. Where this. Even if it doesn't have an internet connection, it can it has a week's worth of programming. So for that whole week, it's going to look different. Uh, so I don't know. What do you what do you think about this, Drew? Like trying to figure this out. Like this idea is really interesting, and I was somewhat on board because I'm thinking, okay, so this is like a light and sound box that creates this aura of like somebody living or being there. And then I quickly thought of like, okay, well, I could also just put something on a timer that turns on and off randomly. Um, so I so I started thinking that, and then I saw the pricing tiers, and I was then sold that this is an insane amount of money, like two hundred bucks. Uh, is that right? Yeah, because yeah, I think these are in Swedish francs. <laughs> yeah, it was about two sixty six, and I thought, oh, I love the idea, and I think it's a neat way to kind of put a non. Was this like an NPC? Right, this is a non playable character that sits in your house while you're gone. This is what just does things. And I thought, yeah, if you get one of those mechanical timers in your house and you set the on and off for a light, yes, there's like a a regimen there, right? It's like too too what's the word? Dependable to like, yeah, you can guess what's gonna happen. But I bought a twelve dollar like Wi Fi enabled plug and I have it plugged in right now, it's into my glow light in front of my uh, lemon tree in the house. Is it cold outside? But I can com- I can command that same thing from my phone and set the same randomness of ons and offs. So I could 
do my own like for 12 bucks yeah but does so, it make the, like all the noises and stuff too because this this is what uh, i liked about it is it brings a whole bunch of them together you know it makes it does, noises it so it sounds like you know somebody's rustling a table and stuff inside the your house or your apartment too because they actually suggest to put these near doors and windows so you can yeah simulate that. The lights. yeah no i i i i get it all it's all together um I, I think it's just way out of my range. <laughs> and it looks oh, pretty, I too. I mean, it is like, like, look how pretty that looks. It's like, oh, like, polish. It's more expensive than Alexa, and Alexa can do all kinds of things for me that this thing can't do. Well, so like, the, they haven't, like, that's the other, that's the question that a lot I've, I saw in the FAQs is they haven't announced anything, but they're open to looking to integrating it into, your, like, your smart things or your Alexa or your Google Home also, so it can actually control a whole bunch of things. Um I, the the one I like about this is so what happens to your light if it loses Wi-Fi connectivity? Does it still go off, um, or does it have that offline mode? No, you're right. Mine yeah. does not this, fall back. Yeah, this offline. this one has a week's worth. No matter what, it's going to have a week's worth of stuff built in to it for offline mode. It doesn't have a battery built in, but it makes sense because they're like, hey, if the power is off, how are you going to fake a TV sound or a washing machine going off? <laughs> the power's going. Point. Good point. Um, and yeah, and yeah, oh, every, like every, 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 everybody's giving me crap about picking the one that's called Kevin because, yeah, you Maybe. know it's funny though. My favorite thing on this Kevin, like my favorite part, is that gif of the guy in the leather jacket trying to break in the house. <laughs> me, that that's Kevin. The cat <laughs> oh come on! I know how to pick locks. I'm not going to do it like that. Gosh. You're not gonna do it like that. <laughs> Locks? That's never slowed me down to get into the house. This is Kevin. This is Kevin. <laughs> this is, if, 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 see, if you wanted the real Kevin, it's going to cost you more than that. But hey, I'm, I'm open. A. If somebody wants me to house sit and pays me well, plus travel expenses, I may consider it. <laughs> We're going to get a kick cast somewhere. I don't know some in someone's house because <laughs> no, they're like, we want our house sitting services. So speaking of our houses, we all have our kind of creature comforts and stuff. So um, I don't know. Do you know this, Drew? Because I don't think we've we've shared a hotel room, right? Or have we? I don't think you and I have. So, well, no. The time that we've been in Vegas together, I've always been with another company that puts me up somewhere else. Yeah. So now I have been to your hotel room. Yeah. Remember, you slept like five or six people in that giant suite. I know. That's window. only oh, happened dude. once. Even though now, like the other five to six people think I do that every year. That was I because like I got that room that comped year. and somebody hooked me up. Normally, I'm sleeping in a cramped room that barely can fit the two people. So, <laughs> so but, but, so you, you might not, not know this, but Dito knows this about me is I am terrible in the morning. Like, me getting up is not like it, it's a struggle. And the one creature comfort that I have to have, no matter where I am, and this is why I can't camp, is I need to have my morning shower. Like, if I can have my morning shower, I could go without coffee. I could go without food. I could go without anything. As long as I have my morning shower, I'm okay. So is this, is this next project going to help me with this? I, I believe so. I think what you're looking for is going to be the, the solution is right here in the living is what we're calling this. The living. It's a shower that's been redesigned in a smart way. This thing is tremendous. I, we always say just add Bluetooth to everything and it's a, and it's a project. But what's amazing about the living is that this is a shower that almost anybody can install. You still put it on the same post and the same, you know, faucet and setup that you have. 
the live-in will allow you to basically set up the perfect shower, the perfect temperature, saves water, and it's all with that smart integration. So for me, um, I have like most people, you reach in and you try and like reach your hand in and you pull the shower knob so that it starts to, to warm up while you do some other things and then you get back to the shower when it's at a good yeah, temperature. Yeah, because you don't jump in when it's cold. That's just, no, no one does that. Or you, yeah, you don't climb in and pour, you know, you don't pull it on you. Although I do, I'll put my girls in there and I'll be like, okay, shower time, and I'll throw them in and close the doors, and I'll reach in and back and pull the shower knob, and they'll be like, ah! And then we laugh together. That just seems like smart parenting. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so this one, what you can do is on your on your phone or on any on the device, you can say, prepare my shower, and it knows, you tell it beforehand or at that moment how hot you want it to be. It fires up the shower, and it waits till it gets to that temperature, whatever you told it, 98 degrees, go. And then when it hits temperature, it shuts the shower off and waits for you. So as soon as you get in, you can stand in there, hit the go button, shower comes back on at the exact right temperature because it's already set. And then you can enjoy your shower. And then what they've added to that is the that kind of Bluetooth, that connected connectedness that you can play your music in there. You have controls for your device. I, so, I like how it dings you when, when, the, when the shower is ready, too. It's a notification. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, 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 come on in. But what's amazing there is that once you're in, you can use the dials and other things to play music. Uh, they have uh, something that they call the, uh, like, go, it's like the go, go to bed. No, what is it? The wind down, that no, the shower recipe. The shower recipe? You can actually, Whoa. some people like to cool down, and so you can program it to be like, okay, I like my showers at 98 degrees, and then when I hit the, like, recipe to, like, end my shower, I want you to roll it down to 60 degrees, give me a little, like, bigger wow i I like that because i i kind of do that when i come back from the gym you know it's just kind of kind of wind down type thing so i like that so like that and then of course i I love music um there's a lot of cool things and then there's its stats right you get out of your shower and it gives you the stats and it says you're in there for eight minutes and it was this temperature and this is how much water you used i think there's i don't know i'm i think it's i think for me I I really miss having a nice shower. I have like the boring one now, the you know stock shower. When I was in my first house, we went to a home and like a home and bath, what is it, a home and bath show, and we bought a new shower head. And for us, it was like splurging the young newlyweds, and it was like a fifty <laughs> butterfly shaped shower head. So I love to like position that thing and get the right like cross beams. And now I'm back down to like this. Plain I room. don't think mine's compatible. My my house. Because really? my diverter is not located on the tub spout; it's oh. located on the the other one, the where the water comes out. Up so. on the top. Well, mine is mine set perfectly, and if I buy a new house, I'll just set it. You also have a profile for your. I know. Yeah, I love it how you can change it. So I'm gonna, if you do get one of these, I'm gonna sneak into your house and program a KT one. Just. Don't <laughs> 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 shower setting. And my wife, every day, she's like, why does KT have a shower setting? Yeah, He's never been slept been over, ever. Why does he been here? Why did he go here? Anyway, that, my friend, is the living, and I think it's pretty rad. It's it's steep. Uh, you're looking at almost um, 300 bucks, but that's seems, half price. It, it seems like it's worth it. Um, so, like, my... Gadgetry. Yeah, so, so my question is... Um, how adjustable is the shower head? So, uh, like, I, I think you've mentioned this, or I've mentioned this before, 
but I am a, a six foot Asian, and the thing that drives me, it's it's totally a first world problem. The thing that slightly annoys me is a lot of the showers I go to, the the shower head is like right here. <laughs> so if I want to get water on my head, I actually have to bend down. And as you guys can see, I wear glasses, and I can't see anything with without them on. So there have been many a time I've bent down, got the water, and <laughs> hit my head right on the top of the shower spout. I just and pictured you naked there, with there's, there, there's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Just, just like yeah, it, it it goes along with me in the morning. I'm just not, not not a functional human being in in the morning. Oh man, uh, um, what's your mind? So we're talking about how high it is. That kind of comes with like how the house was built and yeah. where the actual book about. But my thought was when you said that was like I didn't see in here any control for like pressure or like you know like like oh it better I, not be one of those. Like I am, I'm, I'm totally like Kramer, where he gets those illegal Russian shower heads installed yeah. into his house, and he like sprays them. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't I, think I'm I like my water I'm, I'm seeing like the 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 temperatures and the turn on the turn off, and you can control it with Alexa, right? You could say, Alexa, start my shower. Yeah, that's great. But what I don't see so is you, like you, the, Do you know we live in a world where you have to be careful about saying that a word because you may set off somebody's it's true, a, so, so actual. So it's got to be like I've seen people go, Alex. A, um, <laughs> and you have to be careful with all the other keywords too. Like, uh, hey Jerry, Tutor. hey Jerry, <laughs> <laughs> hey Jerry, or okay Noodle. <laughs> we live in an interesting world, <laughs> but I do like how you can control it there too. Because um, we're getting to that point. I could see Jane doing that too, because she she loves her she loves her Alexa, and she has it like hooked up to everything. So. Why not have a shower hooked up too? She, I think that's she also she also is house hunting, so that you know. I'm excited. Con- I'm excited convince everybody to do that. Um, so that is the living. So is this a backtrack or sack for you? Totally a back for me, and I think especially where you're at, like fifty percent off of retail um, for a new house. Like it just sounds super uber like creature comfort. Like it's, it's yeah. I'm going to go show my peach right after this. Yeah, so gonna... It's a track for me just because my spout isn't compatible. <laughs> I don't need much. If I had a compatible spout, I totally would do it. Um, and I've just realized our theme tonight is totally home improvement type things or home protection, home improvement type things. So for our last project tonight, this was voted. So there was two that actually are close and they still follow the home protection. So the one that we got is what we're going to talk about. But I guess I'll mention the other one too. Um, cause the other one is, if I can remember the name is called, is called the light cam and these guys are in Provo. So it's a Utah project, which is pretty cool. Um, and it is a plug and play light security camera. So it is a led light bulb that has a camera built into it. So you just screw it in, um, into your socket and you're ready to go. What I liked about it is they made it as customizable as possible. So you can actually tilt the camera up and down depending on what kind of light socket you have. You can actually extend it out if it's like not covering it, and they've also made it so it can tell where the if you put it into you know one of your fancy outside lantern boxes, it can detect where the where the glass is. So that way, when it shoots the IR beams, it just doesn't detect stuff out. So yeah, and it also has IR beams, so you can look at stuff at night too. So I I really like it because it's 
really just screw it in and you're pretty much good to go. Um, so you can find those guys if you search for light cam, plug, pl- plug and play smart light security camera home. Um, all right. So <clears throat> for our last one, Drew, your house is two stories, right? It is. Um, have you ever had this problem? Because I'm assuming your bedrooms are on the second floor. Um, so have, have you ever had this problem? It's the middle of the night. You need to go get something in the kitchen because, you know, your oldest was like, Dad, I really need a glass of water or something, right? And then you got to go down the stairs. And you're like me, turning on lights. That's not you're, – you're, you're like almost in automatic mode at this point, right? Well, you, you remember that my wife broke her leg because the lights were off on the stairs. Seriously? I didn't. Yeah. So she's had this problem where she slipped and like ate it, right? And yeah. and a hospital visit and a large medical bill later. Um, yeah. You may want to get these. So this problem is actually we we have firsthand experience. So these are called the slights. So they are motion controlled lights for your staircase. And what they've done is they've tried to design them to be as slimline and unobstructive as possible. So their whole goal is once you install them, you can't tell the lights are there. And the way it works is there's two um, sensors, one at the top of the stairs and one at the bottom of the stairs. Um, so when you cross those, those will actually turn on those lights on the side of your stairs and light your stairway so you can walk up and down with seeing them. And they're on about, I think it's a 30-second timer, but you can actually change the length of the timer. So if you have longer stairs, you can change it. Um, or if you have shorter stairs, you can change it, and they'll automatically turn off um, once the timer goes off. Um, and that's – it's pretty straightforward to install it it right. just has a sticky 3m tape i could do this because <laughs> we all know i'm i'm not good in the kitchen and i kind of suck at home repair too so i can do this yeah it has the 3m tape you just stick it on um and it should just stick there until you remove it so that's all you do and then you just plug it in like i like Brilliant. how how easy it is to install and just you know something that think all of us need like you you personally know that this is something that you should have and in my in my house i have um i have the light switches no i have the outlets that light up on the bottom so i have my hallways that have this kind of like glowing light i have the nest protect which does like slight lights in the hallways but i have nothing on the stairs and this would be ideal and it would it could just flip on and off as you like trip the infrared and then boop run the rope light rope light up the stairs it's brilliant yeah i I love it and they're not that bad price so like i think the early bird starts at 30 and they're looking msrp for 50 dollars, which i don't think is bad at all because they've designed it and so they're in the model where they have working prototype and what they're trying to do is now you know make the wires a little less obtrusive so you can kind of wire like and they just plug into the wall like you know if you have a power socket nearby you can do that um and they've talked about that they are working on customizing length so if you need a longer length of cable they can work they can work on it um but yeah you just plug it in the wall you don't have to that's what i'm like i've seen some of them where you got to wire it into you know a wall socket or cut a hole and splice it like i right, did, right. I, i'm not I, I don't do those kind of things so <laughs> that, that, that's I'm why curious. i worry about it what's the length does it say anywhere like one uh, yes. is let's see the light strip days. is 17 feet long but includes instructions on how to adjust it so it molds perfectly to your staircase. The power c- cable will be three feet long. For for reference, the staircase in the video is a little over 15 feet long, but uses a 17-foot-long slight, starts and ends before the staircase adjustment based on your preference. Oh, okay. okay, that's perfect. 
So, I'm, like, I'm seriously considering this in the house, the model home that we've been walking through for the last couple of weeks, and I'm thinking, yeah, I think that's, I think that fits. That's a brilliant thing to add in. Only thing better would be if you if they were like totally like hidden underneath the lips of each stair, but that would take a whole lot more install. This is a very simple up the up the banister, yeah. or I mean up the uh, ramp. I love it. Yeah, and really, that's that's all you need. And imagine if you, I imagine if you do it on both sides, then you can get it like fully illuminated. Even though one side, looking at the picture they have, one side seems to cover a good portion of it. It's just yeah. my need for symmetry. Once <laughs> strips <laughs> on the other side. As long as I don't leave my tools sitting on the stairs, you'll see them and nobody will get hurt. See, that's the thing. You don't need tools to install with these. You just peel and tape. So I'm, no, that's I'm, all easy. So, yeah. yeah. It, this one's definitely a back for me. Is, is it a backtrack or sack for you? Totally a back for me. This is a brilliant idea. It, it, it just, it's just done right. I think it's nice and simple and easy and, and a solution to a problem that needs a solution. Yeah, so I really like that. Those are the slights. And so those are our three main projects. And normally we do our sack of the week. But I don't know if you've noticed this, Drew, but the quality of projects on Indiegogo and Kickstarter seems to have jumped up. So I don't know. Maybe both of them have gotten a little more stringent in what they allow. But I've I've, I've had a hard, harder time finding sacks of the week. So what we're going to do is now is do follow-up, follow-up of the week for this one. And this was one I... I picked because I didn't think there was a need for. Drew apparently thought there was a need for this, and you actually got this. Right? I did. <laughs> you backed this. I did. So this, the first one is the the strip pop. So it's that device that opens up bandage yep. packaging. So yep. you want to you want to give everybody an update on where we are with that. So when I backed, I think I was the seventh backer. They wanted ten dollars to send you three of these strip offs, right? Three for ten dollars, and uh, I did it because I thought it was so ridiculously simple, and I thought, you know what? This guy's come up with something. He thinks the world needs it. Um, this was one of my uh, backs that I was like, yeah, this will be fun. Let's see if it even lands. Because he was only asking for, I think, about $100 or something. So I pitched $10 in. Well, he hit his goal. Uh, does it say what he's asking for? Can you roll up? He had, a, he, he had a $10 goal. <laughs> oh, so maybe that was it. So there was only a handful of us that started it to just make it happen. He hit 360 which is fantastic. But what I think I've loved about his, look at how many comments, and then look at those updates. He's done a fantastic job of engaging the community, of keeping us surprised when it funded. He you know, was like, gave us all kudos and thanks uh, because things were running so well. And on the side, he does like polished gemstones. He offered everybody to pick up their own gemstone on top of your reward. So I'll be getting my three strip-offs. And I believe, uh, I think I got an amethyst that he's going to polish up and send my way. But what I just love is that every step of the way, once it once it um, closed, he thanked everybody, and then he let us know, hey, in a couple of weeks, it takes that much time to process the monies. So when I have the money in my account, I'll go make the purchases. Just got another email this week. Hey, everybody, I got the money, so I'm I've already ordered all the parts. You should see them soon. I just really love that, like, real close, connected, you know, good communication. So that one is the strip up. I'm. I'm Pretty excited about the way that he connected. Yeah, and I, I love how we were talking about the comments. You look at his comments, man. He uh, he was pretty he busy, and he I think he was adding locations. So I think these are locations of people. On, Places he can on, ship to. On, yeah, where he was back, and so like I, 
I, I love it um, with this. So like, it, it's always good to kind of see when some of these are successful and stuff. So, um, and he was pretty, he was, you know, I don't know how more transparent you can be about international shipping when he's updating it almost every single day on another place he could ship to. Um, so yep. I, I like that. And then, okay, we have one more follow-up of the week that you have. And what's this project? Oh, well, oh my, 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 my poster just fell down. Um, but I'll tell you what the last thing is that we're going to follow up on. This is one that I backed some time ago. It is called Ears. Ears with multiple E's. Let me see if you can read it. Yeah, there you go. Ears. E-E-E-A-R-S. And it was meant to be a ear cleaner that was um, silicone so you can wash it off and you know, clean it and reuse it, but almost in place of uh, Q-tips. And since I'm always running out of Q-tips or using more, you know, lots of them, I thought, I'm going to try this one. So I ordered it. I've used it for about a week and a half or so. And We, we <laughs> can tell they're easily cleanable because there's no earwax on them. <laughs> Right, so clean. But what he, he yelled at me because I was trying to shove it in my ear, right? I'm doing this like spinning cleaning and it just doesn't get deep enough for me. Like it doesn't, I'm not fully satisfied. It doesn't get anything out. If I get out of the shower and I run this through there, it doesn't feel like it empties, you know, out of the water. And it's not just like absorb water. I just thought at least I'd get in there and kind of spin it around, but it's too, too big. It's like a safe food. distance. You're supposed to, you can't. T- 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 <laughs> there's delicate machinery in there, Drew. <laughs> That's what this little knob is. This is supposed to stop it from going too deep, but I feel like it doesn't even like. <laughs> get it doesn't even get to the knob. I mean, I mean, like I told, I told you before the show, you shouldn't be really be sticking anything smaller than your elbow into your ear, anyways. And 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 you know, I I. I'm going back to Q-tips. It's, it's good, but I feel like unless I cut it down to actually fit in the canal, which again, not not safe. <laughs> Q-tips aren't safe either, man. Do. Like you Sorry. get one stuck in there, and then <sighs> I don't want to get one stuck. Anyway, but that's just the ears. They they ran their campaign just like they said they would, and shipped, and have kept very good contacts. So they've done great with communication as well. It's the ears. I have one now. Um. Yeah, I don't have anything in the back because. All my stuff is still waiting or actually no. So I backed one deck dungeon and they had upgrade cards. They actually had manufacturing problems where the, the ink was actually transferring to other cards. So what they're actually doing is if you backed the plastic ones, which there's a lot of them, they're actually reprinting and resending those out to everybody to fix the issue. But they're still actually trying to gather information so they can figure out why that happened and prevent it before they reprint it and send it to people. Cause you know, What's two decks of unusable cards <laughs> versus one? So. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, um, and everybody else is looking at me weird when I say smaller than your elbow. Yeah, yeah. Never <laughs> just, heard that. It's, it's just... Also, have you ever tried to put your elbow in your ear? <laughs> uh, that's the whole point, man. That's the whole point. <laughs> there is delicate machinery in your ears that you don't want to mess up. <laughs> I. I, I, I clean out with my fingers. They fit even better than this thing. Yeah, and Rev's saying you should try the ears with your nose to see how well you can use that Ooh. as a nose. <laughs> how did I not think of this? <laughs> Give me a close-up. Jeez. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll spare you. If, you. if you guys want the raw, uncut 
version. Um, send five dollars <laughs> care care of Drew Tyler the nose picketing. Um, it's on our twenty dollar Patreon <laughs> nose cleaning show. <laughs> All right. Um, Thanks, yeah, so if you have any projects you want to talk about, um, you know, even if you want to vent about a project, we, we should open it up to people. If they even want to vent or they want to say, hey, this project did a good job, shoot us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net, um, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kickcast, or tweet at kickcast at ktdata at night 20. They all start with Ks. You'll find all of that. Um, Drew, unfortunately, that is the end of this episode. It, what a great episode. 129 is a winner. I think all 129 are winners. So um, with that, Drew, you got anything to plug? I know that you're going to be um, like winning an Oscar soon and all that yeah. stuff. No, I'll throw, you know what? I'll throw out the, the link to, to the documentary. We made it available to everybody that was in, um, that went on the project to Africa and kind of was a part of it. But I'll throw it in the chat. It's gum.co. There's a short link. Gum.co slash windows of change all one word and if you're bored jump on there download the 4k version and be inspired i mean that's that's what i'll pitch it's actually online available for you to download um, watch the show i did enter into a bunch of festivals and i'm hoping that it gets some kudos there but really my goal is for people to watch and be inspired and motivated to serve more to get out and look at the needs of others more so that's what the whole show windows of change is about but you guys are here listening to me ramble about all kinds of ridiculous things that don't matter. This one matters. Take it, take a night and, and uh, spend an hour learning about service. Yeah. And as somebody who's seen it too, like I, I'm, I'm excited to watch it in 4k now. Like I've seen yeah. it because that projector was like 2k. I'm excited to see in 4k. It is a well-made documentary. Okay. Um, you guys check it out and you're giving it, look, you're even giving it out for free. Like I am. Cause I think it's, cause I, it's, like, I, it's a good message. You know, so like, yeah, if you if you guys didn't get Drew a, a birthday present or a Christmas present, download <laughs> this, watch this, and tell a friend about it, and and we'll yep, call, and we'll, we'll we'll call it even. Um, so uh, yeah, I I, I really, I'll forgive you for yeah, I really dig it, and I can't wait for like the uh, director's commentary version, where you and your wife just sit down and talk about this, and like you know, because I can imagine you might even have some extra stories about some of the kids and stuff. And how you guys were interacting when you're out there filming too, which uh, it was just fun. It was it was a life changer. It was honestly a life changer just to see how the world operates and and how how really like well positioned we all are, and how much more that means that we should be able to share and give back to, to anybody to, to others. So go be inspired. Yep. And if you want to find that link, you can always head on over to Kickcast or not Kickcast, right? Yeah, Kickcast. Kickcast.net. I was almost said dot com. I think we own that. I don't remember. This is what happens when you, <laughs> you, own, you own way too many domain names and you're like, do I own that one? Um, but yeah, head on over to Kickcast.net. It will be in the show notes so you can check that out. And um, if you do go to one of these festival things and you can vote and you see it there, just just you know give it a check right there. You know you want Let's to. Know. Um, all right, so our next live episode, and I suggest you be here live. The chat room was a riot tonight, uh, trying to distract me left and right, and I think they did a yeah, good sure. job on it. Um, our next there's one is going to be... Oh, look, finally we're going to have a KitKast not on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's going to be on February 13th, because um, I swear the past couple of years, 
it, Valentine's Day has always fallen on the KitKast day, and I'm not stealing. I still drew enough weekly that I'm not. I don't touch that day. So, so, <laughs> so we'll be here. Um, and yeah, check out KitKast.net for all the good stuff. And until then, my friends, bye bye. Good night. Thank you.